This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. All right, here we go, dude. Whoa, look at that. It's like all whiskey. How many, how many pints of whiskey is that? Three quarters of the glass is whiskey. You're going to drink that whole thing during this show? Yeah. Is that going to affect you? Yes. Great. Probably. We need it tonight. <laughs> right. What up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. The pain, the passion, the podcast, the whiskey. Barry's whiskey. Ugh. My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe. On the other mic is Barry. Yeah, you know what, Barry? What? You know what's going to be special about tonight's episode? Tell me, what's going to be special? I have decided that you're going to decide what we talk about tonight. This is season three. Episode three. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Russ from Sydney, Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve hey, here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. What is up, Barry motherfucking D? Back at it again, Axe. How are you? Back at it again. We're in the 40s as far as days until the next Knicks game. 46 days away. Oh my God. That's like as many days as Noah spent on his arc. It's a long time is what I'm trying to say. It's a long time. It is. It is a lot of days. 40 days is a lot. Especially when there's no no man's land here in the summer, by the way. There's nothing. We have nothing. I don't even know. Dude, I don't know what we're talking about tonight. Do you? No. I usually have something, <laughs> you know, some sort of something I want to I want to mention that I'll jot down, and I've got nothing. Blank slate. By the way, when we first got on the phone, you, I, you asked how your audio sounded. I said, great. It doesn't sound good. Oh. All right. Can you hear me at least? I, I can, and everyone else can, so they don't know what I'm talking about. You're going to sound crystal crystal clear in the actual show. Yeah. Dude, I've been sitting here for the last hour trying to figure out what we're going to discuss, and I don't know. So, how's the house? <laughs> the house is great. I think I'm going to name the title of this pod, this episode, like, Nicks for Clicks, and that's it, because all we're going to be talking about is nothing, but the title of the podcast is It's a Hard Nicks Life, <laughs> so we're using the Nicks to talk about nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, this is like dead middle of nothingness as far as NBA offseason is concerned, like, you know... Training camp, you know, isn't here yet. You know, the draft was long gone. Free agency is history. What's been happening? Nothing's been happening. Nothing. Just like every few days, I see a a photo of Julius Randle working out. Right. And Marcus Morris with boxing gloves on. (laughs) Maybe we could talk about Frank Nilakina lighting it up for the French team. Yeah, fill me in because I haven't seen... Getting like 10 minutes a game. I haven't seen his last couple of games. Dude, he plays like 10 minutes a game. Oh, really? That's it? I think he might have had one decent game lately, but dude, I mean, this is going to be the most uninformative podcast, I think, of our existence. Wow. And that's all right. Way to sell it. You know, because probably the only people listening to this are the people who care about us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Your family's still alive and well, right? Family's still alive and well. 
Do you know that I got a call? I got a voicemail from Mike from Dynamite Flooring. No, you didn't. You, yes. Why would you get a phone call from Mike from Dynamite Flooring? Does he fucking listen to the show? I don't know. It came through on the Hard Next Life voicemail. What? Is that possible? That's my floor guy. <laughs> I figured that out by his fucking voicemail. I mean, maybe dude. you saw the bumper sticker on my car or something. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Or do you not care? No, I'll he- I'll hear it. I'm curious now. I I didn't. We never spoke about the Knicks or the podcast. Yeah, well. There you go. He gets a, f- a free plug. Hey, Greg. This is uh, Mike Derasmo, Dynamite Floors. I'm actually the guy who handles Barry's floors in his new house. Uh, some stuff got back to me about some stuff that he's been saying on the show. And uh, truthfully, I'd like an opportunity to maybe um, tell you my side of the story. So if you can, my number is uh, 631-5907. Maybe give me a chance to, you know, tell you what I told him. So uh, again, that's Mike Derasmo, Dynamite Floors. You provide the wood and I provide the gentle touch. So, wait, <laughs> do you know what he's, is he talking about like, is that real? What we've been talking about on the, yes. I mean, as far as I know. You, is it not? Well, you didn't know the name of my floor guy, so it couldn't have been you that put anybody up to it. Exactly. So should I call him on that number or? Let me check. Or not. Let me, so bizarre. Let me check the number I have for him, <laughs> see if it's the same The same number. See, I have a different phone number for him, but I, I think I have his cell number. Maybe that's like his work number. That That can't be him. Oh, yeah. Well, it's him, Barry, and he's, he doesn't sound happy. Wants to tell you what he told me. I never disparaged anything of, of his work. <laughs> he did great work. My floors look beautiful. Yeah, but is it because you... Did he, like, oh, maybe... warn me not to advise sleep in your here? family not oh. to sleep in there? <laughs> but I and... never mentioned the name of his company, so why would he bring it, bring it up? These are great questions. You could call the number. He left the number, right? You should call it. All right. He did not return my text the other day. I texted him a question. He didn't get back to me. Hmm. Maybe that is suspicious. Right? He always got back to oh, me. Oh, yeah. I fucked up a couple of spots on the floor upstairs because I thought I could move something, like on top of a blanket, like a moving blanket, and I, I fucked it up. Oh, no. You fucking... <laughs> your floors are already, <laughs> already ruined, fucked up. I felt so bad. <laughs> so I texted him, like, is there anything that could be done? You know? Here, let me try him. Hey, is this Mike from Dynamite Floors? Yeah, go for Mike. <laughs> you're, you're on with Barry. I don't think this is the real Dynamite Mike. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is the one and only Mike Derasmo, Dynamite Mike. Listen, if you're, the real, if you're the real Dynamite Mike, if I was looking to get like a really good dark cherry walnut finish, would I be better off doing it on pure oak wood, pure pine, or pure redwood? Listen, I'm not here to talk to you about stains about sanding and what's going to get you the best look for your wood. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. Here's what I just wanted. That's to test your knowledge. Barry, what's the answer to that? I have no idea. I have no idea. (laughs) What I know is I hear that you're talking all this stuff about how your kids might grow up a third arm or something like that three years from now. And listen, you're a big boy. If you want to put your kids in harm's way, you can put your kids in harm's way. That's fine. I'm okay with that. You do what you want to do. But I want it to be known I at least let this guy know what the risks were that he was taking. Okay, I let him know. And what, what? And what are the risks? Is Barry an idiot for doing that, or what? Well, I think breathing in the fumes. I think you could pretty much figure out that that's not the greatest thing in the world for you to be doing. 
especially when he's got little kids like he does. Now, did you hear that Barry Barry did put the dog in a in a safer place? Yeah, well, he told me about that, and I said, listen, if the dog's more important than the kids, I don't understand it, but you do what you got to do. It's up to you. Barry's already halfway. You're already halfway through that whiskey. <laughs> Any, anything that anything that gets me through this bit right now. I mean, you know, I'd be drinking too if I had somebody on the air telling me that I put my kids at risk. <laughs> you just had another sip. Holy shit, Barry. <laughs> All right, that's Mike from Dynamite Flooring. No, it isn't. Right, like I said, you know, you give me the wood and I provide the gentle touch. That's very clever. Did Barry give you the wood? He gave me a whole lot of it. It's, it's a big house, you know? <laughs> a big house, you know? Barry, how gentle was Mike's touch? I, I, look, Dynamite Mike did a great job. They, they, I, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, although I think I have an idea who I'm talking to, but it's not Dynamite Mike. This guy right here, you know? Whatever. You know what? He can act like he doesn't know who he's talking about, who he's talking to. I, I, you know, I'll get in touch with him, and I just I want to end by just saying glory to be to God, you know, for giving you everything <laughs> that, that he does, all the wonderful things. And so uh, I hope you guys have a great night, okay? All right. Later, Mike. All right. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, dude. There I have what? That was, uh, you know, she told you you shouldn't have done what you did. Okay. okay. By the way, I spoke to someone else recently. Right. Who has been in your house of late. Yeah. And they told me that they walked in the house and all the windows were closed and the the, the it was overpowering. That's right. Well, the humidity the, um, is not good for the stain to dry. <laughs> So <laughs> we Dworkins... The chemical... They, they said they could barely breathe and their eyes were We Dworkins, so, we do what we got to do. So not only is your family in there through this, but all the wind... Everything is shut so that nobody can even... Yeah. Barry, I'm, I'm like lockdown. seriously concerned. That's right. I'm fine. Just because a couple <laughs> of my house guests were pussies and they couldn't deal with the smell. You don't want to get some fans going in there? Or? I, got fan- I had fans. I had uh, like uh, plastic sheets to cover where we were sleeping to kind of help keep some of the smell out, most of the smell out. Plastic sheets? Yeah. That's right. Uh, dude, right. I went to the movies yesterday. Right, We don't have to talk about the Knicks yet, right? Because there's like nothing to talk about. I never no, cried fuck. more during a movie than I did yesterday. What'd you see? Ang- you see Angry Birds too. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what I saw this past weekend. Yeah, did you? Did Angry you, Birds and, too. And did you cry? I slept. <laughs> no, I saw the art of racing in the rain. Have you seen the trailer for that? It's about a dog. No, the art of racing in the yeah, rain. That, yeah, the art of racing in the rain. It's about a like a golden retriever, dude. I was I was literally I was wiping the tears from my face like through the whole movie. It's not like one of these movies where you cry at the end. You cry through the whole freaking movie. I feel like I saw the the trailer for this a long time ago. This is like oh. the dog is the main character and he like does he, he has like, run away from home or something? No, or? no, he's home. Um it's Kevin Costner does the voice of the dog. And it's basically like this dog's life and the people around the dog, but from the dog's viewpoint and uh yeah, it was really well written. It was really good, but man, I was, I was crying, the whole movie. I never. You never really that. like between between this movie and you choosing to put your dog in a safe place. Like you really have something. You do have an obvious connection to dogs. I guess so. Like you care about dogs more than humans, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But yeah, there was other <laughs> stuff going on in the movie too. But whatever. If if you if you see it, I'd be curious. Like I don't know who wouldn't be, cry at this movie. 
Yeah, you know what, dude? I'm probably not seeing that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you think anyone else is that? Was there anyone else in the theater scene? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, everybody was crying. Is this about? This is a good. It's it was good. Known as a good movie. Yeah, yeah. It was like I said, it was based on a book, and it was well written. It was about race car driving and this dog, and a lot of parallels between like life and you know on the racetrack and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just freaking. It's about race car touching. driving and dogs. It sounds awful. Well, race car driving was just like a you know backdrop to the the whole thing. I pulled some of my favorite Nicks for clicks type tweets from this week. Okay, that's something. So there was this one tweet by Open Court. I'm gonna I'm gonna be objective. Is. I'm not just gonna stick up for the Knicks because no, don't. Right. The tweet was: In this millennium, the Seattle SuperSonics have more playoff games, have won more playoff games than the Knicks, despite no longer existing for the better part of it. It's just a fucking tweet. That's a, that's a standalone Add tweet, a, or was it a, a? It wasn't like a reply to anything, right? They could tweet that whenever. So, like, right, well, so somebody, why is that even getting tweeted this past <laughs> so week? So somebody woke up in the middle of August and decided, I'm going to tweet. I'm going to tweet about the Seattle Supersonics <laughs> having more playoff wins than the Knicks. That's someone every day is waking that, up and just saying, "What can I write about the right. Knicks that makes fun of the right, Knicks?" It's just silly. Someone else tweeted after that, though, that that it's not even true. So <laughs> that's the other thing. Right. Maybe they meant that the Knicks actually have 18 playoff wins, and the Sonics only have 10. Oh, if you're going to make a tweet like out of left field, See, at least make sure it's accurate. So I don't know. I didn't even bother to look up to see who's right, but oh. <laughs> you didn't. Does it matter? I don't even want. I don't want to even know what the truth is. Bill Simmons had a good one. Bill Simmons had Stephen A. Smith on his podcast this week. Yeah, yeah, he was ripping on uh, James Dolan a little bit. But so Bill Simmons had this recording a, a Bill Simmons pod with Stephen A. Smith in thirty minutes. This was before the Stephen A. Smith show. We're going to cover the greatest Knicks moments of the twenty first century, and then twenty five seconds later. We're going to move on to our second topic. Yeah, I read that. That was that was good. I'll I'll take I'll I'll accept That's that. Pretty That's funny. pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> See, we could we could appreciate it if it's you know if it's got good humor. Yeah, some fu- fucking asshole wrote this one. Hardwood. I don't know. At HP Basketball, the San Antonio Spurs open the season against the New York Knicks. In related. That's not even fucking. I read this. I read this one. Not even I good read English. This one. In related news or whatever, the Spurs are now one and zero entering the season. Yeah. Just every every turn on Twitter, since there's no Knicks news lately, dude, it's just bashing. Right. You know, RJ doesn't work out in public, so we, we don't see anything from RJ. There've been some Dennis Smith Jr. scrimmage videos. Frankie's playing for the French team, and basically every game, I just become more and more concerned with frank and everyone's saying on twitter dude that you know i'm like i'm not watching the game i'll be honest i'm not watching those games and you're not watching those games right. the minutes he plays are not extensive his stat lines are not great but everyone still continues to say the people who are apparently watching the games that he has this great impact on the game i can't believe he still has like as many fans as he does you know, like, like I think we both said, like, we're out. Or at least I did. I said, I'm done. I'm not, like, 100% out, Barry, but I'm, I'm like, I'm just not going to, like, I'm not going to go stand up for him when he shoots one for five and his three points in a French <laughs> national game. You know, I'm not. I'm just done with that. Right. I still hope it, he turns it around, and I hope everyone's right that he has such a big impact on the game. Then why is the French national team coach only playing him 10 minutes? that's true do you realize 
like the perfect storm of circumstances that'll have to happen for him even to get his opportunity to blossom. I mean, the the, the depth of this bench in relationship to him is going to hinder his play as much as his talent will. Yeah, I don't, I don't. You know, it's it's hard to make it in the NBA when you're so limited offensively. It doesn't matter how great you are defensively. The only nice thing he has going for him is that because he is so long, he is so tall. He is so versatile to defend just about anybody on the court that when Fizdale does want to make switches um, within the rotation and pull guys in and pull guys out, he could kind of just slide Frank over, you know, to take over somebody else's job on defense um, and play around with the rotation that way. It's just I, I don't think there's enough room to do that because there's so many guys deep at each position, you know. But at least, I, I don't know, is that a luxury to have or is it, you know, is it is it futile too, to think about at this point? No, you're right. There's too many guys. And let me ask you a question. If you're Fizdale or the coaching staff, are you going to keep throwing Frank out there because he's great defensively but looks like lost and scared offensively? Or are you going to put the guys out there who are, or, or, who have a ton of potential offensively? The more you put them out there and try and teach them, would you rather try to teach them defense, right? Guys who are naturally gifted at scoring, get them at least like decent defensively or have Frank out there defensively and try to get him to become great offensively. Like what's more likely? I think it's more likely to get guys to turn the corner defensively Yeah. than to turn Frank into some offensive stud. Now, every player doesn't have to be an offensively talented player. But in this NBA, it's just you can't really give up many spots for guys that are so one-dimensional. Especially on a team that locks offensive prowess like the Knicks. Yeah, we're going to need every point we can get. Exactly. You know, it's one thing if you've got three scorers on your team and then, you know, that that's a team that Frank should be on, you know, where he's going to get his minutes because they're not looking, you know, to get points from every player on the court where this team unfortunately are because you know they, they they need scoring yeah man i just i just feel like if you're an nba player playing for france against fucking countries like who'd they play last week that we didn't know where it was from montenegro montenegro <laughs> i don't know like if you can't get more than 11 minutes in a game uh <laughs> and like do more than get like one layup and a three what are you gonna do in the fucking nba i don't like i don't get it yeah would Frank be great in Europe? I don't even know. Oh, what else can we talk about other than ripping on the French prince, which is awful, and now I feel really dirty about. I got a, a phone call from one of those ticket guys at MSG. I'm starting to get those too already. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Did you? Did you work him a little bit? Are you? Uh, I did not yet. I'm holding out a little bit. I'm gonna make him real desperate. Oh, okay. Um, you're, have you gotten a free ticket offer yet? I mean. Yes, and I mean, I was I was up front with him. I was like, "Look, dude." I was like, "He's like, what's your situation? Like, how many games did you make it out to last year?" I was like, "I went to like five or six games last year," but I was like, "Look, I just bought a house. You know, I I am fortunate enough. I usually get thrown a couple of tickets here and there from some friends, and uh, you know, there may be one game that I want to go to. And uh, I looked into the five game package last year. I just I I can't swing it." And he said, "Well, all right." He said, well, let me know if there's a game that, that you may want to get to. I'll see what I could do. Maybe get you a good price. Which is That's weird. I don't, I don't know how he could do that for a single game. But so I saved his number. I'll hit him up. So you don't think you're not going to get a, a free ticket offer like last year? 
I mean, I'm sure I could if I wanted. If I say, you know, I'm thinking about a package, but but yeah, you didn't get one last year. I got it, so it's your turn to pony up this year and you know butter him up a little bit for a free ticket. It's a new guy though for me. It was it's a new guy for me too. What happened to the other guy? I don't know. These guys are young. These sales ticket guys for these companies—they're like fresh out of college. They probably turn them over so quick. I feel a little bad playing that game. Like, eh, look, I didn't thinking about a package, but I don't know if I want them. Like, dude, last year when they gave me free tickets, I didn't like ask for it or beg for it. They they threw it out at me, and I was like telling all the the, the guy all the times I couldn't make it because I was too busy, and he kept he like insisted. It worked though. It worked. I mean, they must have these tickets. Obviously, they have these tickets available just to to throw. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't cost me anything. They have the seats. They already have the they seats anyway. Reserve so. a few rows and and when we went, give we them had, away. We, we got good seats that time. That was great, guys. Here's a little <laughs> <Yeah>. tip: <laughs> call the MSG ticket no, office. No, no, don't even call them. Just go to the go to the website yeah, and right, like you have click to fill on something out. Right, click on tickets, and it's going to ask you for your like name and email. And just put, punch that in there, and then, lo and behold, like a couple weeks later, somebody's going to call you. They're going to ask you about the Knicks, and who doesn't love talking about the Knicks? I love bullshitting with these people because I like to talk Knicks. And then they're going to say, well, are you interested? And you'll say you don't know. And at some point, they're going to hint that the fact that they can get you down to show you around the garden or get you at a game and show you what some of these seats might look like in the action. No obligation. Right, just be just be like you know I'm thinking about going, but thinking about a package, but I haven't been to the new Madison Square Garden yet, so I don't really know where I, I didn't even sit. Yeah. Right, right, Some right. Shit exactly. like that. Yeah, totally. And, and and it's not a hard sell. Well, we actually lucked out because <laughs> the game that we went to, the guy couldn't make it, and he had already left the tickets there for us, so we didn't even have to sit there and listen to him. Oh face yeah, we to didn't face. have to bullshit at all. You know, that was great. Yeah. See that? So at least fans got that out of this episode, Barry. We're basically yeah. giving you guys free Knicks tickets. Yep, that's right. All right. Uh, dude, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like this is a... Like a throwaway episode? It's a throwaway episode, but you know what? We just want you guys to know we're still here. That's right. We still care. We're not going away. We're going to be with we're... you this this upcoming season. Yeah, week listen, if there's, if there's nothing to talk about next week, don't be mad at us if we don't show up. Uh we, I don't know. Do you want us to show up like this? Maybe they do. What do yeah. you think, Barry? Do we, if yeah, there's nothing to talk next week, do we get on here and do the same thing? Well, that's what we need to know, really. Like, if there is nothing to talk about, do you want us to come on here and figure out something to talk about for a half hour? Or do you want us to, to take off the week? We don't want to waste your time. That's not what this is about. <laughs> and we know you have the option, obviously, of listening to it or not. But maybe you like hearing our voices. You got used to it. It makes you think Nick's. Nick's is your happy place. Therefore, we substitute that. That's fine. We'll continue to do it. Yeah, like like we're just normal friends. We all like the Knicks. We're friends. Uh, you know, but we can talk about stuff other than the Knicks. Is that and crazy? It, no. And if we really are friends, how about some reciprocation? You know the phone number. We say it every week. Yeah. I mean, what happened to Macho Man? He's gone. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Barry's happy. We don't, we don't need everybody. But, you know, you, you call 516-33-MESH-1, and, you know, it starts a conversation. Should we tell everyone where we're going to be on Saturday night? <laughs> we're doing an appearance. <laughs> we're having dinner somewhere. Nah, you know yeah. what? Let's not. No. Imagine. Uh, yeah, we'll be at the dinner Saturday night on Long Island somewhere. 
I'm a little nervous about that place that your wife picked. I picked it, actually. You I, picked I, it? Yeah, I did. I'm not like I'm not really a big steak person. It's not like one of these crazy steakhouses, like over the top steakhouses type. Place. It's not like really like pretentious. Yeah, like I nope. feel like you can't have fun at a steak place. It's not like that. Are you sure? Because it looks like it might be. It's not. It's not. I was there once. Do they only? Can you get? Other things other than steaks, or is it really just steaks? No, you could get things other than steaks, absolutely. Like what? Dude, I was there once like seven years ago, man. Look at the look at the menu on the website. Is that hard <laughs> to do? I don't know. I don't want to sell it to you because I don't even I remember thinking, oh, I, I had to like grab a quick bite for dinner once with somebody and we went there and I was like, you know what? This place is pretty good. I should come back. And I never went back. Oh well, we'll see what happens. Man, is this have we talked less Knicks this podcast than any podcast we've done to date? We, we're going to talk more Knicks when we go out on Saturday night than we did for this podcast. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that Mike from Dynamite Flooring is coming to dinner with us. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was him! <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it. Let's wrap this shit up. It's a hard Knicks life at gmail.com. You can follow me at Hard Knicks Life. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. Please call us. Call us. Tell us what you want to talk about. Do you want more of this, less of this? Should we take next week off? All right, give them the number. Are you pissed off at us for wasting a half hour of your time this week? Are you even still listening to oh, this yeah, right now? Oh, yeah, that's true. And if you are, you know the digits. 516-33-MESH-1. <laughs> Greg and I are staring at each other. All right, other we're just like, looking at each other like, all right. I guess, I guess this is how we're going to close the show. This might not be the week to leave us a review, right, Barry? <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Some fucking if we get a bad review that's telling us that we don't even talk about the Knicks, I'm gonna be pissed. That's right. All right, guys, until next time, whenever that is, it is a hard Knicks life. You almost finished that whiskey. I know, I wanted to so bad. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.